Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, welcome back to uh, AusBiz as we kick off Friday afternoon, as we always do with the call. (laughs) One hour, 10 stocks that uh, you suggest for analysis. Two experts and two of our favourites on the panel today, Jumbei Lu from uh, Tribeca. Jumbei, how are you? I'm very good. Good, good week. Uh, have you seen? Week. Have you seen the market this week? Uh, it's actually been quite interesting. Market took a little while to digest our budget, which was the big thing for the, uh, yeah. for our markets, um, and then taken a very positive turn um, post that. So we're seeing a significant rally across a lot of those cyclical mm. names, companies that will benefit from better economic growth, right. um, have done really, really well. Our market is up almost five uh, percent wow. uh, so far this week. Jeez, mm. Adam, how are you saying it? Well, there was definitely some winners and losers out of the the budget. Certainly, some of the winners, infrastructure, is certainly something that's yeah. going to definitely dominate the headlines, uh, you know, going forward. And we're t- I think we're talking about Transurban today anyway. Yes. So yeah, yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a nice one. Yeah. And um, we got James Hardy today as yeah, well. So. Right, yeah. yeah, there you go. So yeah. infrastructure is definitely, I think, one of the big winners. Uh, the second one is, will be that discretionary spend for all those tax mm. cuts that potentially have been brought or are going to be brought forward. So, you know, you know the likes of the Zips uh, will do well. JB Hi-Fi ran on the back of that. Um, so some of that discretionary spend right. that will come out of that tax will flow straight into those guys. So there's certainly some winners there yeah. as well. Interesting, the cash flow on that tax side of oh, thing too. I put it to um, uh, the Treasurer during the week. I said, when will we see those tax cuts? Which pay will people see it? And he goes, oh, probably December, because we'll get it through. And I said, okay, the five months of tax cuts leading up to that, mm. when do we see that? Yeah. Oh, that'll be in your refund next July or August. Next. <laughs> I went, oh. Okay, that's something. So don't go and spend yeah. it all now yeah, and, think, right, you and think you're going to get that big lump as right. a refund oh, in wow. your December to catch up. So it's that's just fascinating. That's actually really, really interesting. Um, we saw all the retailers ran very hard. The online mm. retailers have run very, very hard because yeah. consumer has been spending all that money in advance. Yeah, that's um, right. And then, but when it doesn't happen, actually happened a couple of years ago where there's a delay in tax cuts. Yeah. Um, so you know the retailers subsequently. Um, Became quite soggy after yep. some time because the earning hasn't well, come through. It didn't come through. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So market's obviously looking forward, but if it's mm. going to be more than twelve months, yeah, yeah. that you're sort yeah. of saying, then it's going to be in your refund and also the um, offsetting this year's uh, tax losses against previous profits. Mm. That won't be till next financial year either. But so I, that'll actually hit your bank account. I think they did well, though. You know, this this budget was turning from you know handholding and making sure that oh, the yeah. economy is there to more of a growth style budget, which they yeah. needed to do. Now they're obviously pouring a lot of money mm. into that yeah. to, to get everything to work, but it is sort of trying to move from that sort of where you know holding the flame, trying to keep it there to yeah. now. Because you need efficient productivity growth, right? You need people creating Mm. jobs. And the targeted um, space, the main area is the SMEs, and they are the Mm. big beneficiary out of this budget. And that is fantastic for for our economy because they stimulate most of the jobs. Yep, absolutely. Oh, no, I'm a 
big fan of the budget. Um, mm. And the other thing I've found, because everyone's focusing on the level of debt and a trillion dollars mm. in two or three years' time. Yes, it's a big number, but we have a big economy. But if you look in the, in the budget details, the interest bill on government debt actually goes down over the next two or three years, even though they doubled or tripled debt because they're paying out um, all the high interest rate debt of 10, uh -huh. 20 years ago, yeah. mm. and, and they're funding at less than 1%. Yeah, it's now, incredible. Would they fund it for another like. 30 years at 1%? Yeah, yeah. yeah? 30 so years locked in, 1%. Uh, I think in over 20 years, it's 0.8%. 30 years, 1%, they've locked it in. Wow. So I'd be borrowing a hell of a lot. <laughs> so yeah. you see a consumer buy, buy, buying more houses, yeah. right? You know, yeah, you, yeah. Your, your borrowing yeah. rate is so yeah. low. It's been fascinating. All right, let's get into uh, uh, the stocks for today. I always choose one, a stock of the day. I thought I'd do uh, a smaller one, Frontier Digital Ventures, online classifieds business, launching a $100 million equity raise to fund acquisitions. It's... Uh, paying online classifieds giant uh, a vinter $56 million for the online classified uh, leaders in Colombo, Morocco and Tunisia. Um, the chief executive of Frontier says these companies are highly complementary to uh, Frontier Digital's existing portfolio and strengthen its market leadership. Now, Frontier Digital basically does what car sales, realestate.com, um, domain, seek, do but in developing nations and they're saying oh gee if it's done well in australia let's see if we can take that concept overseas so they've had interesting success they've had some successes and sold them off and brought profits back Jumbay, what do you think of frontier look i think uh, it's a great idea um yep. and um you know it's it's more about you know proving to um the investors and execution on whether they can do it over a long period of time yep. because so far if we look at some of the classifieds that you talk to um the ones the names we know the car sales the real estate the seek they all have gone offshore they all yep. tried to replicate their model in some mm. of those de developing markets um and quite frankly many of them haven't been that successful mm. um some of them are still in the building stage such as Xiaoping in China for Seek um, and a couple of other ones, but they take time and scale. Mm. So this business um, clearly so far has done quite well, but yep. um, to me, it is at the very high risk spectrum um, of you know running those businesses, and uh, and it seems like it seems like they're quite spread out across many markets. Mm. So you know, do you need scale? You know, uh, we really do need to see that track record of building those businesses, really driving that organic growth within yep. those space. Um, so for me, sorry, that's a long way of say it is um it is too early stage for me right. i'd much rather to be playing through our existing uh, big established players such as yep. real estate or seek um, to back them and, to replicate them and, and just this capital raise reflects what you're saying they're buying businesses in tunisia morocco they've <laughs> already got them in vietnam and a whole bunch of and i can't help but think oh, maybe two or three and really make them a big success in those That's countries right. before it's almost like a portfolio approach of 10 companies. And, and hopefully, hopefully one or two will hit. Will hit. Uh, we just saw, it just seems like so far the track record of many established business going there, doing those sort of bis, uh, early ventures that most of them do, they do fail. Right. Um, and at which point do you pull the pin? Um, at this point, it looks accretive because, you know, you buy those businesses as very cheap multiple. Mm -hmm. um, and then while you yourself listed in mm -hmm. the ASX with, you know, much bigger market capitalization. So it's worthwhile, you know, that financial, arbit financial oh, yeah. engineering. Yeah 
arbitrage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's accretive, um, but you know only accretive if you generate earnings, yeah. really. Adam, and and you look at that um, five-year chart. <laughs> Doesn't look too bad, does no. it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, that's probably why they've done it such a discount as well. They're raising that money at a dollar twenty-five. Right. So you you were a dollar fifty-six so, where it finished yep. off fifty-seven. So, you know, you, you are putting a fair bit of a discount on this one to start with. My, right. my play to this one would certainly be to hold and wait till it potentially went back to $1.25 or a little bit lower. Right. Generally, uh, when stocks do a capital raise, uh, they'll come back to where that capital raise price is. It's just okay. sort of generally how the market will react. And so I think there might be some value uh, that you could pick up with this one. They do acquire a fair bit and certainly I'm you know, just looking at their sort of overall report for, for uh, um, the last year and revenue was fairly flat down 7%. So um, it, it is a little bit of a tough business and potentially they're talking about temporary lockdowns with COVID also hurting them. So yeah, I, I think you'd wait, wait till $1.25 then I'd reassess so it, it, it's a hold. Okay. All right, let's get into uh, the stocks you've suggested we take a look at. First up, Thomas wants a view on Transurban, the big uh, uh, toll road uh, operator in Australia, the United States. 13 toll roads um, in the Australian portfolio. In the US, there there are three. Um, Transurban, big infrastructure. Yes. Sort of defensive play. Yes, it's a buy. Absolutely. Ah, Why? Absolutely. where, where I, the, the road I drive is the uh, Eastern Distributor, and yeah. it's gone from $2.50 six years ago, eight years ago now, to $8.50. Yeah. Um, they're allowed to raise their prices outside of CPI, and they're allowed to raise their prices with CPI each year. It's a fantastic oh. business. It's a very debt-ridden business, so it's a lot of debt, and rolling over debt like the Australian government, potentially they'll be able to get better rates for those longer-term rolls that they're getting, because they will be also seeing a tail end of those some of those debts coming through. Uh, we haven't seen Victoria's numbers coming through yet. Obviously, not so many people driving in Victoria, so you'll start to see those numbers starting to come through. It it was a definite V-shaped recovery uh, for this one, so I really like it. I, I think it's a great business, and I've got a lot of money in it. Okay. Jumbo? I'm on the same page. <laughs> there we go. It's we a, like that look, one. this is the first yeah, yeah. stock I'm on a buy. The, look, it's a very defensive business, you know, running toll roads, build and run toll roads, and one of the largest in the world, very, very effective, um, and has a huge amount of capital partners and, you know, well-recognized, best in its field, really. Um, and, um, you know, share price was impacted by COVID um, lockdown, and mm. uh, you know, we saw the Victoria number still pretty weak, and, you know, New South Wales and Queensland is coming back, but still pretty weak week at this point but we know in 12 months things will go back to normal if not better given if you look at the budget um, you know prediction is that growth will be somewhat better than expected right. and that is all very positive um, for transurban because you have trucks right. more trucks on the road good yield economically. great oh the yield is pretty good it's close to five percent right. um, so that's not too bad yeah. um, and also they're talking about you know has a lot of debt um, they don't have to raise money they just need to they're talking about uh, the u.s toll roads it runs it's going to introduce more bringing more capital partner because right. you know you had given how low the yield is um, globally in mm. any asset they mm. have people lining up wanting to give them capital to yeah. run those roads and they're the best in the class to run it so pension uh, funds love them as pension well. fund loves them love it's them. so defensive yeah. those toll roads don't lose value overnight yeah. um, and uh, so you know you had your great buy opportunity now because of the traffic is actually down because of the pandemic mm. yeah. so it's a great business okay. um, so as a fund term. manager like you you have these stocks in there just for, for your foundation, for security, is it? And, yes. And then you can go, you layer the growth stocks on top of it. 
<laughs> That's right. Look, I normally like the other, so we talk to the exciting stocks, the growth yeah. stocks and the zip and the like. But these are the ones that foundation gives you the dividend yield, a defensible dividend yield, yeah. even if we hit recession, <coughs> even if we have, you know, whatever happens aside from pandemic, it did impact them. Um, it just doesn't get impacted. So it's very defensive. Your portfolio, uh, actually quite a reasonable side of your portfolio should mm. be in some of those stocks Agreed. because it doesn't yeah. just move with like sentiments. What, um, what per percentage oh. should be in those sort of stocks? So I think in terms of 20% um, of my portfolio being defensive companies, wow. not just yeah. one, you need to diversify across yeah. a few different ones, um, but they give you income, they give you defensibility in terms of portfolio right. value. So you got Transit, APA would be yeah, one. Be sitting in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of right. the healthcare names will be sitting in there as well. I'm right. sort of sitting in the Ramsey, which is lit, you know give right. you a bit of reopening. Yep. Then you have the Sonic, you have a couple of those ones. Um, right. Spark New Zealand, you know, right. these are defensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. You know, what about for retail clients? Uh, depending on the client's risk profile, but yeah. generally for a sort of a growth style of a client, we go a little bit higher at 30% defensive, right. and this would sit inside of that defensive, which would also then include fixed income, uh, right. international okay. fixed income, domestic income, that kind of thing. And and yes, absolutely, uh, Transurban would come into that right. uh, name, absolutely. Okay. So um, yeah, we, we, we love it, yeah, I think. I just love a business that can raise prices without having to really yes. worry about too much. They can rise it with CPI and then they're allowed to raise it again. And if yeah. my wife's got anything to do with it, she'll go the toll road every time. <laughs> she won't go so around. Yeah, yep. and there you go. And I think it's just uh, it's, And then it's unlike, because the on the call the other day we had AGL, mm. so it's in an industry where yeah. the government yeah. is setting the prices and mm. lower right. prices and you can't You're do anything taker. about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Transurban just has that built in. On well, they, they do it better than the government, don't they? They Absolutely. do roads, building roads and road tolls and maintaining roads better than the government. Yep. So, okay. Um, All right. That's interesting. And a good, you know, one of the things that I think can be a bit misleading about the call here when we talk about stocks and sexy stock, that we lose sight of the fact that, that a portfolio and everyone's portfolio, whether you're a fund manager or uh, a private investor, has just got to have all these different elements and mm. it's it's uh, company stocks for courses isn't it and absolutely this is your foundation yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right yeah that's what they say don't put all your eggs in one basket yeah. because yeah. tomorrow that lose out of favor then your entire yeah. portfolio is down all right let's um now go the other extreme with matt <laughs> <laughs> who wants <laughs> so thank you for that thomas but matt's gone the other end of the scale this is certainly not defensive uh brain chip it's uh, a tech company that's in uh, artificial intelligence, marine uh, machine learning. It's got a, uh, a processor called Akita, um, and it's done deals with the Ford Motor Company, um, also uh, Valco Corporation, a, uh, an automotive supplier in the United States as well. Share prices had a pretty reasonable run and then come back down. Reasonable? Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, look at that. That's um, better than reasonable. Go. I know, it's been extraordinary and oh. um, certainly um, uh, quarterly earnings have, have been okay as well. Jumbe, what do you think of uh, <laughs> brain chip? It's come down from those lofty peaks. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Um, not that it has any earnings multiple um, right. or any earnings to count on. Um, I think uh, 
okay aside from the volatility of this company just there's a lot of retail participation in this business um, right. um, so what we call it the hot money that's gone in there so okay. that's why we saw the share price has gone um, gone very yeah. high and then subsequently collapsed I think it will find its level but I think you probably want to wait um, in terms of the company description it's got all the right words yep. <laughs> all the buzzwords that there is out there that's why it's driven all these uh, excitement um, I think the company looks all right but for me it's uh, too speculative at this point right. um, I do, do like to see a bit more earning or promise of earning that's coming through um, before you know we, yeah. we, we look into so, it. So it describes that the Akita chip is thinks like a human brain which sounds, sounds amazing technology yeah. amazing technology and they've been doing it for many many years I remember yeah, seeing that this, five-year chart yeah I've, always, I've seen this company and we used to cover it at Shaw's as well we yeah we know this company intimately and it's always been one of those ones that just always dragged its heels because it really never right. made any money. Mm. And so you'd have these great announcements with casinos uh, where they, they, their chips are going into, uh, you know, looking at the cameras to make sure that they can do facial recognition and all they right. can. It's amazing the technology and driving cars, driverless cars, mm. and all that technology. Yep, it's all there. It's all there. Um, but it just really struggled. And we sort of kept scratching our heads looking at this thing going from 20 cents to 97 mm. cents. We were just sitting there going, and you know, we've had some clients in from lower prices, so we were getting out at sort of 30s, 40s, 50s, thinking mm. it couldn't go any higher. Yeah. And then the thing just keeps going. So a lot of retail money, a lot of punters in there. Um, I think that now has slowed down, and it now yeah. really needs comes to the company to they're going to have to actually make some money and validate this Akita technology and get it into revenue status, revenue driving in the business. Mm. Right. So. Yeah, I do think this um, the AI space is fascinating. Yeah. Um, we just, Australian market, we still have many AI exposure no. um, businesses. We got Appen, sort of does yep. a bit of AI through their uh, algorithm, and then we have this one, uh, a really a very small handful of businesses. Um, in the future, it does seem like AI has reached that tipping point, right? Because the amount mm. of data we have, yeah, you agree. need that artificial intelligence or machine learning um, yeah. through a lot of those, run through a lot of those algorithms. So um, I really think that there will be um, enormous amount of interest into that sort of space, yeah. but then pick your companies, you know. Um, perhaps it is something that's, uh, if you can demonstrate that will make money, um, it's definitely yeah. worth. Um, Great stories, <laughs> great themes, aren't they? But yeah. As, yeah. as you both said, yeah. And great ideas, great engineering, but you've actually got to take a product to market and get a customer who's going to pay you enough to make a profit out of it and mm. give you a return to shareholders. See, this is very interesting. We saw many companies like that. The idea sounds amazing. Yeah. And then that they just couldn't monetize them. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, But some of them sort of, you know, that Live360 sort of seems to have now coming around mm. the corner now. Yeah. Um, but that took a long time. Yeah. Um, initially, it sounds amazing when it listed. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it took a good two, It's all about years. the founders. Mm. They can have a great idea whether you can pull it off is mm. is the other as issue. As well as dealing with the ASX and dealing with shareholders and dealing mm. with, you know, that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a whole new ball game from someone who's bringing That's a true. great idea mm. uh, to, to market. Yep. It's a totally different brain space. Mm. So exactly uh, it's right. a no from me. All right. Okay. <laughs> Just all in right. case it's it not a good <laughs> <laughs> Now, Macadia wants an opinion on Serco, which I must admit, Macadia, I... Didn't know much about, hadn't heard about it, but uh, it's a, uh, a travel expense technology solution. 6,000 uh, corporates and travel management companies or its customers, employs 180 people across Australia, New Zealand, China, India, and, and the US. So, um, yeah, interesting, hey? Um, it's not one that I've looked at either. No. And uh, the share price actually looks like it's done okay uh, compared to. 
generally a lot of other uh, stocks. They just did raise some money, and I'm just trying to find out what price they raised some money at. So that's going to give me some a better idea on, on the there, stock. There are a lot of these platform companies, admin companies, mm. that sort of target different mm. sectors, don't yes. they? Specialise. Specialise in it. In it. Um, and it, we saw ELO on. moving today. I don't yeah. know if you know that I, one, but yeah. um, that that Come started on. to move yeah. really well after that acquisition in, in the UK. So. Um, but yeah, not one that I really follow and probably I'd say no from right. me just because I think that there's so many better ones out there. Yep. I, I don't like that space where they sort of, they're quite niched in what they do. Yeah. Obviously, it's a big sector of the market, but I, yeah, I, it's, mm. it's not one for me. Yeah, so we actually have this one in our microcap fund, um, okay. and they followed it for quite a while. So industry feedback is, that, so they mainly supply to the uh, travel industry, so earning clearly hit by COVID. But industry feedback has been this one is actually of highly regarded, the management okay. is highly regarded, and the product is amazing. So, um, so they supply to likes of corporate travel and other large ones, and they keep winning contracts. Right. So, um, yeah, so this one seems actually pretty steady sort of growth business. Um, it's it gives you a bit bit of that reopening um, theme as well when mm. things come back. Essentially, technology platform for those agents, and right. um, and um, yeah, just the feedback seems like uh, you know industry okay. people do like them. Um, perhaps it can build big enough scale um, right. in the future. Hasn't been listed that long, by, by no, it hasn't. It hasn't. Yeah, a year and a half, two years. That's right. So it's. Um, so would you be in at this price? Uh, I'll be in it at this okay. price. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Michaela. Um, next uh, stop that we need to look at is uh, Magellan Financial Group, um, one of the biggest funds management companies uh, here in Australia, highly regarded. Uh, funds out of management increased just over a percent to $102 billion through uh, through September. Um, and also, they become a foundation partner. Was I reading in Baron Joe Capital Partners? The, that's right. The new Whiz Bank Corporate Advisory Group. That's, the new UBS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new UBS, exactly. Uh, Matthew Grounds has gone there, so it's interesting. It's incredible. I think this this is just a success story, and yeah. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of time we say we need to back our winners. Um, you know, so sometimes investors sell too early. This is the fund manager, the only one of the very few fund managers actually continue to deliver our performance mm. and continue to grow its fund and uh, funds under management. Um, yeah. Unlike many, such as Perpetual or um, Platinum, keep having retail uh, money outflow. This one keeps winning, yeah. and the performance is good. And now it's got so much cash flow. It's diversifying uh, its business into the investment banking and other areas, and I think it'll be incredibly successful. Um, so, so it's going, going into unlisted investments now. I think it's going through everything. I think it it, it will go to unlisted. um, It will go into infrastructure. It will go into investment Mm. banking. It will go into um, broking. The the entire investment banking service. Are you thinking Magellan could become like a mini Macquarie Bank or something like that? I think that he's on the path to build that. Um, There is every possibility. Of course, this is an incredibly competitive space. Um, You know, we have many investment banks coming Mm. in. We just got Jack. Jaden, um, that's from New Zealand coming yep. in as well. So, yep. um, and then we see there's a lot of movement on the sell side into those um, different broking houses. Mm. But I think with their backing and mm. with their, um, you know, independent backing with based out of Australia, um, they have a lot more f- flexibility in achieve what they want to achieve. Unlike some of the other international investment banks, okay. um, you know, there's rumor about you know Credit Suisse merging with UBS and all of that. So mm. all of that's going to prove to be challenging for the domestic right. business. Okay. At this price, at Magellan? Is I like Magellan. Yes, I'm a okay. buyer of Magellan. Okay. I'll 
Keep it short and sweet. Yes, I think it's right. great. Uh, I think it's a great business. And as Jumbo said, if you can get inflows in this game in the, in this industry in this part of the part of the cycle, yeah. you're doing very very well. And these guys continually get uh, not just institutional money but retail money as well. Mm. And that's yeah. where the kicker is: the yeah. retail money. Yeah. They can charge a lot more for it. Uh, you know and. You know, most fund managers have their day in the sun, but it seems like Magellan just keeps continuing to go. I was going to ask you that because is it too focused on Hamish? Um, Yes, there is key uh, memories there, absolutely. Because Keir Nielsen, you know, Platinum was like this when Keir first first started, um, then it just got too big, uh, and he lost a bit of interest, made lots of money. Yep. Uh, is that the risk the, to the, the, something the, like that? You, you, that is a risk, absolutely. And and Hamish is going to have to one day step down. Yeah. Like, you know, but he's pretty young. He looks very young. Too. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, not all fund managers can stay in their sun for the longest right. uh, the longest period of time, and they do have cycles. Sorry, Shumbo. that's right. Absolutely. No, no. I only just get started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about me. <laughs> we're only just getting started. Yeah, Great yeah, performers yeah, right. um, at that tipping point. Uh, so, um, but look, I think you know succession is going to be important. And but most of those fund managers, um, you know, entrepreneur fund managers, they they struggle to, yeah. to find yeah. a successor because yeah. you know it's difficult. But the good thing is seeing him diversifying the business, right? right. So you know, it's it's really reducing the risk from the funds management side. Um, okay. And if he can actually build a business with huge amount of sourcing out of investment banking and the like, that could generate a lot more earnings. I, I, I agree with you. And mm. he's been really um, pushing the boundaries of what they can do inside of that. So um, they've created their own ETF and they run their own ETF, which is, is very different to the MGE, the Magellan Global, from everything else. They've now got their funds management businesses where you can basically buy and sell it on the market. Mm. as well so okay. they're, they're really sort of instead of just doing a redemption form waiting mm. 10 days and getting your money back or whatever right. you can sell it into into okay. the market so there's all these products and, and things that they're doing in the back end to create the liquidity to keep things right. moving and i think that's the okay key. here's a question would you buy their products or the company i look i always buy macquarie because macquarie is the business that yep. any fees that will get done at the a sub level yeah, come back up. Yeah, but they come back up. So I buy the company. Always the company. Always buy Magellan. Always buy the company. All right. Um, our Fitstock uh, Rippon has asked for a view on this Adam PWR Holdings Power, if you like. They're uh, into cooling products in motorsports and automotive um, space. If you watch V8 supercars, you'll see PWR on most of the cars because. They do all those, uh, all the high tech stuff, and I think they're into NAS cars as well in the US. Yeah. Quite specialised. Yeah, very much so, and and probably too specialised for me. Right. Um, I, I, just one of those things that I, I've invested in these car businesses or, or these things before, and I've always got my fingers burnt. So right. I think it's a really fickle business. Technology will will move these guys, um, and and that will be an issue for them. We've had a good recovery back to, to where it is. Um, I, I prefer ARB, um, which is um, ARB. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like, I prefer that. Like, you know, right. you've got steady A- earnings. Yeah. A- ARB is the company that if you pimp your four-wheel drive That's with right. everything <laughs> under the sun, it's ARB, whether it's bull bars or pull-out fridges out of the boot or whatever. Yeah, canapes, <laughs> yep. whatever, whatever. Like, you know, that, but that that's, for me, a better business in that sector. Right. Or, sorry, it's probably not in... It's in automotive parts. In automotive, yeah. And that, yeah, yeah. for me, has better defensive earnings. COVID, 
you know, it's fantastic. COVID's right. fantastic for this business. So yeah, that, that would be my call. Right, okay. Um, going forward, so it's a no. <laughs> um, the, I like this business, um, you know, let's not start with my record, but I like this business because it, it's such a, you know, innovative business, uh, unique, very niche, unique for its space, best yep. in the world. Um, and they got the, um, you know, uh, the the Formula One and they supply all of those um, oh, uh, technology. Formula One, yeah, 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 yeah. Formula One is one okay. of the largest, yeah. yeah. And then now they're expanding into different areas um, for airplane, for, you know, okay. uh, even the EV, some of the EV space as well. So it is a, um, you know, growth story um, you know, over the long term. Um, only thing is, I did struggle over the years. I watched it. It's not very liquid company. Right. It just doesn't do as much, and it's mm. not a consistent performer. Mm. It's so illiquid. Um, I think the founders mm. still hold a large portion, right. and it doesn't sell as much, and the share price moved quite erratically. Um, and uh, it's not expensive. Trade, you know, growing at twenty percent and trading on just over twenty times. It looks cheap, but it's just really struggled. This right. stock. Um, there was a blip opportunity when. You you know, when the market sell-off happened uh, yeah. because of the impact on Formula One, you know, yeah. what's going to happen yeah. there? Yeah. Um, but then it's recovered. So, you know, it's it's you really need the founder to sell down to provide more liquidity for this company. Uh, it's a hold for me. I yeah. like the story. It's a, you know, it is a feel-good story, but, you know, the other ones such as ARB or Super Cheap, you know, mm. in that auto space, mm. you can make money easier um, and they cheaper as yep. well, and then they, you know, have much more liquidity to move around or for other institutions okay. to move around. All right. So, so ARB is a better preference for and super retail. Super retail. Super, yeah. And we've got hold your fire on Batcourt because we've got that coming up, which is sort of in that space <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, let's just recap the uh, the first five stocks here on the call plus our stock of the day. Stock of the day: uh, Frontier Digital. Uh, a note from Jumbo. A hold from Adam. If you saw it get down to that dollar uh, twenty-five, where the issue price is for for the rate, cap raising at the moment then you'd reassess. Um, yes, uh, from both Adam and Jumbay for on Transurban. Mm. Uh, Brainchip, uh, a no to Speculative. Um, Circo, a no from Adam, a yes from Jumbay. They've got it in the Tribeca uh, microcap uh, fund. Um, big ticks on Magellan, which is already in our core portfolio as well. And uh, PWR, a hold from Jumbay and uh, a no from Adam. Now here on the call, if a, a stock gets um, unanimous approval from um, both our panelists as Transurban and also Magellan have had today, it goes into the calls portfolio. Um, let's take a look on how it's doing at the moment. It's up almost 5% on the week, so good, mar good, good week for the market all round. Yeah. Uh, up 3.5% for the month and 15% since the 1st of July. Now, some of the stocks that have been added recently, uh, ProMedicus, uh, ResMed, AUB Group, Betmakers, Simic, uh, Elders and Altium were taken out. If uh, a stock that's already in the portfolio comes up again on the call and doesn't get the unanimous ticket approval, it then goes out again. So if you want to look at the call's portfolio, the whole portfolio, go to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio and we'll keep tracking it. Uh, reminder of our daily newsletter, the COB, if you want to catch up with everything that's happened on the markets and business news during the day, Scuddy and Nadine wrap it up and it's in your inbox by 5.30pm Eastern. Uh, subscribe uh, at osbiz.co slash join and uh, we'll have it right there for you. Or you can uh, download the Osbiz app from the iOS store, iOS store the Apple store 
um, and you can follow all of the stocks individually. Plus, be sure to stay tuned in for a bit of a unique show that we put together here on Ausbiz. All I can say is cheers. You know what we do here at Ausbiz when the cameras stop rolling? We talk about markets. And a little bit of sport. But mostly markets. Because we love finance and we think it's fun. So every Friday we're keeping the cameras on and we'd love you to join us for a drink and chat. We'll catch up with all the Ausbiz regular guests and the odd special guests as well. Yes, we speak to some of Australia's best winemakers, brewers and distillers. It's The Last Call, only on Ausbiz. The Last Call is proudly presented by Australian Vintage Wines and Founders First. Should be a bit of fun, so uh, we'll have lots of experts uh, dropping in just to uh, catch up on what's been happening to the markets during the week, what's caught their attention. So uh, a good way to end the week here on Ausbiz. Uh, just looking outside the studio, the bar is almost being finished now, so it's fabulous. It will surprise you. All right, let's get into our uh, second half of the call and uh, our next stop, Francesca. Um, wants to view Jumbay on, uh, is it Janice Henderson or Janice, 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 Janice. Henderson? Um, which is, again, a big funds management group, but basically listed here, New York, um, but I think headquartered in London. London yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they went through merger. So yeah. it used to be a UK or Australian business and then the UK, and then they uh, merged with um, uh, the, the US business. So yeah. now it's actually bigger in the US equities. Um, yeah, look at this company. Uh, talk about funds management group. This business has had outflow for quite some time. Right. Um, you know, its performance struggled, um, but pretty good balance sheet, um, trading at very, very cheap valuation. Um, but remember, it is uh, mostly U.S. equities. Most of U.S. fund managers are very, very cheap. So right. don't compare it Why? to Australian. Um, because they all struggle with flow. Um, they, uh, you know, U.S. investors just don't take as much interest. They're smaller parts of the index, and U.S. investors don't pay interest to a company that's earning keeps, grow keeps going okay. backwards. Right. Um, so they're all very cheap, and this one is in line with what USP is trading on. Um, right. But more recently, gosh, we all missed it. <laughs> um, yeah. Looking at the share price. Look at it because of the activist investors now getting onto the register, um, stirring things up and talking about potentially wanting this one to merge with others and the like. Oh. So it's creating a bit of interest now back into the stock. Um, but for me, it's, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to make assessment at this point going what they can do and right. whether the combined the business will be better, better off okay. or not, mm. because uh, presumably they'll combine with another value managers that has done very poorly, um, given the, 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 value, uh, the arbitrage, valuation arbitrage. So I, yeah, for me, it's, um, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a and, no. And particularly when we talked earlier about Magellan, it's a really good alternative, mm. isn't right. it? Yeah, I mean, look at the share price has done well. I don't know, the last mm. couple of days it's just been yeah. absolutely rocketing mm. up and there is that talk of potential. There's something that might be going mm. on in the back end uh, on the wings on this one. Mm. It's one of those ones that is quite interesting. Only 37 million shares on uh, issue, right? So oh. 37, like, is, 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 a, is not a lot. No. So anything with somebody who wants to get set in this, like Magellan, those kinds of things, um, they can move those markets pretty easily. And if you start putting volume in the screens, the computers start working out which one's a real order and which one's not, mm. and uh, it, it'll, it'll start, to start to move. So you've seen this last couple of days really start to kick on. Mm. Um, they're doing a buyback at the moment, so they've got around another 200 million to buy back uh, US dollars worth. So, so there, there's gonna be less shares. Correct. So hence, oh. again, that helps firm up the share price when right. the share price is at lower levels. It helps, puts a little bit of a floor on there and they can start to buy back some of their shares. So obviously got a bit of cash uh, at the moment. 
So um, for this one, I've been burnt a couple of times mm. going into this one and that merger really hurt me. I think the stock never really recovered yeah. after, after that. So for me, it's a hold. I'd yeah. want to see it get over $40. It's 37.28 at the moment. Right. If it got over $40, then yes, you might start to see 60 or 55 in front of it, but it's got a little bit of work to do before then. Okay. All this right. is actually really interesting, the market structure these days. So there's a lot of um, you know, machine or systematic trading. Um, so you know, even though you're not buying much volume, the minute you put into the order, um, straight away a lot of uh, phantom volume just changes. I and the share it. price I can move very quickly. It's, um, it's so different from okay, what so it used to be. Just explain that. So the people. machine, what, um, these are sort of so traded. So these are the computers, computers that trade. Yeah, they yeah, do high, high frequency, frequency trading. Yeah, so and they close their book every day, at the end of every day. So they will put an order through and test the, um, the volume, well test what the demand there is. Right, yeah. um, and then if you put an order through, they realize there's demand at that price, then they will start counteracted or you know trying to make Sit money either from side. it. Either side of it to move oh, yeah. the price and then they close it by the end of the day and make their small profit. They literally just want to make one cent or half a cent. Yeah. And, wow. and, but they trace so much of it because of the computerized um, and they can actually make quite good profit. Macquarie has it, a lot of uh, oh, trading yeah, houses have it. But you're, okay. you're as to blame for that as well. Yeah, yeah, no, but, <laughs> Because but I realize it's you just hard say to, to get the broker, <laughs> put it in the pipe, and it gets pressed the button and it gets done. I yeah. pay them full fee. We're not supposed to put it in the pipe. So is it, <laughs> are, they, are they particular stocks that you know you can move easier? Smaller ones. So, right. the, uh, But it used to be the smaller names, the illiquid yes. names. But these days, even yes. larger. The other day, trying to buy... A and Z, the price just couldn't get set. Yeah. Um, it meant, meant to be very liquid stock. So, yeah. you know, that's what's happening in our marketplace, particularly low volume week like this one, school holidays, everyone's yeah. away um, yeah. and there's no news flow. So, you know, things just move and then you will see the price collapse in the next couple of weeks because, you know, yeah. the demand disappeared. Yeah, we we fight with the computers all day, every mm. day. Wow. Because you, you can see them coming in and they know that you're a real bid. Like they yeah. know that you're real volume mm. in the screen. And so they'll move either side and, and you know, and these kinds of things like Janice starts to rally the share price on wow. the back of it. Okay, mm. all right. That, that's really fascinating. A bit of an insider on how those markets work. Um, Jumbay George wants a view on James Hardy, the big uh, building materials group with um, interests in the United States, Australia, through throughout Asia. What do you think of James Hardy? It's a buy. Right. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a strong buy, and this company will do so well. Now, um, it's a leverage to the housing market, mainly U.S. and yeah. a little bit of U.K., but in Australia, U.S. by far the biggest driver. Company to, went into U.S. many years ago, managed to take share, continue to grow above the market. Yeah. Execution has been impeccable in that market, and then the market which is unusual for Australia. Unusual, very unusual. To do well over That's there. right. They had a couple of management changes, and yeah. uh, now that they got the right. Guy. and I think he's executing amazingly well and then you're seeing the top line growing and then you're seeing the margin expansion taking place so this is a you know double-digit growth company um, and uh, at the moment also you US housing market is going through this uh, uh, you know huge uh, uh, sort of uplift structural yeah. uplift because after the GFC they went through this uh, structural underbuild because you know all the housing demand disappeared and yeah. all of that so people stopped building houses for many many years and it took this long for in the last few 
few years, we started seeing the demand started coming back, the structure building started coming back. And by early this year, before COVID, it became very, very strong. And then obviously COVID hit and, uh, you know, we paused for a little bit. And now it started again. So very strong fundamental and the company is not as expensive compared to some other growth company. This next result coming up, there will be another big upgrade. So yeah. absolutely sitting in there. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah, it's a buy from me as well. And, and really, as you can see in that chart, there's that breakout territory around that sort of uh, $30 mark where it sort of hit there and, and now starting to move higher again. So it's definitely broken out. I think the only risk that I can see with James Hardy is that potentially that if the US housing does slow, then low unemployment, uh, high unemployment mm. and less affordability potentially might crimp a little bit, but that's it's still growing at a decent rate. Their margins are good. And um, I think it's a really good business. Okay. So, and I think they report November. Yeah. So I think the market's getting excited for that report, which is going to come in the next month. Right. Or so. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about upgrade. It's so yeah. with a stock like this, because the US is such an important part of its growth story going forward, are you layer layering in? the US election at all in your thinking? Uh, Will that be positive, negative for the economy, markets? Well, it depends on who you talk to, who's going to win. And yeah. uh, so right now it seems um, you know, both sides are pro um, fiscal stimulus. So right. we know both sides are going to keep some money, uh, fiscal mm -hmm. stimulus, so that's good. Um, Biden, obviously, is more uh, tax, uh, he, he wants to raise tax. Yeah. Um, so that could be negative. Um, but then, you know, if they have this blue wave, then they have control, then they can have all these stimulus about the green energy and things. Maybe that's positive. But from the Trump side, you know what it is. You know, yeah. he's going to more tax cuts, more stimulus. So that's good for positive. consumer and housing. Right. So right now, it doesn't seem that, um, you know, that's significantly different for the housing for right. a consumer uh, because they all want to stimulate the economy. Yeah. Mm. I think the election, it's such a topsy-turvy uh, mm. topic at the moment. And there's so much theatre going on. Mm. It's just ridiculous. So <laughs> trying to cut through all of that and sort of make an investment decision, I think it's impossible yeah. for one. But two, certainly looking at if you are to play the, the US election, you'd either play the banks because I think Biden's going to be uh, better for the banks, higher regulatory. Uh, okay. You know, he'll, he'll do well there. I think for Trump, you play um, the defence. He'll do a lot more defence spending. Right. So there'll be that kind of thing that you can play. And potentially, you know, Biden might do well on infrastructure. So you could probably right. play something like that as well. But... Look, who knows? Yeah, yeah, I mm. know. Oh, the theatre <laughs> yeah. makes our politicians look pretty good, doesn't Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at um, IAG now. Adam Klimt wants yeah. a view on that. The big general insurance group um, just had a big case go against it too, didn't it? Uh, $138 million in the, in the federal court for um, their involvement in a, in a class action for a company they've owned for a, uh, previously. Probably a rounding error for these guys, wouldn't yeah, you yeah, think, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of money. But um, yeah, look, IAG, we've had a sell on at Shores for a long time, and I think it's been the right call, right. Uh, a selling IAG. I, I, I struggle uh, to see how they're going to do well. And obviously, they did well after Buffett got involved. But Buffett obviously made a mm. deal that was right for him and really not for anybody else. And I think shareholders uh, are suffering at the moment. And you can see that March 23 oh. low, it's actually gone below March 23. Yeah. And there's a couple of stocks that are looking like that in the market at the moment. And that's a bit of a concern that, you know, when the world was really about to end March 23rd, we thought, okay, that's found the bottom. Potentially, we haven't seen the bottom for a lot of these ones. And yeah. so there's been a lot of talk on the floor for us here at Shores just saying, you know, is this a buy? You know, should we look at this one? Because it is now 
post that those. That is horrible. Five-year lows. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it really is. So I, I'm. It, it's a no from me. I think you know it's going to be very difficult for them to raise premiums anytime yep. soon, because obviously it's a political nightmare to sort yep. of try and raise. And you know, same with the Medibanks of the world and, and NIBs of the world. It's going to be tough for them to raise uh, those premiums. And certainly some, you know, we're seeing a lot of disasters out there and I think insurance is just too tough. Okay. So it's a no from me. Yep. Uh, it's a no from me, it's a hard space. And other companies that, that resemble that chart is other insurance companies. Right. So yeah. your Suncorp yeah. is sitting in there. QBE yeah, sadly QBE. was looking like it's coming back, but then, you know, the yep. CEO left and all that. And uh, um, so, yes, I think, you know, the main issue is that with the interest rate as low as it is, those, those insurance companies, they invest a lot of the money, the premium that people pay them uh, in the financial markets. And it, when the interest rate is that low, they can't generate enough return yeah. to yeah. cover the expenses. You know, people make claims and that. So yeah. for all of these companies, if the interest rate stays low, it's going to be very tough for them. Mm. Uh, and that's a big, um, you know, big, big uh, margin so for them. So it's really yeah. tough. And another thing for those insurance in Australia at the moment is that um, that bit business continuity um, you know uh, legal case around the world so mm. you know with the COVID disruption mm. uh, who's paying for that <laughs> you know yeah. for the businesses Does is it government is a you exactly yeah, yeah. so in UK um, there's been the really lengthy um, finding which is went against the insurers um, you know they found that the insurers will have to pay you know certain areas right. Right. Um, in the US they're still going through that and Australia has yet to come so you know right. that's going to put pressure on the share price no one's going to step sure. in um, ahead of um, any of those decisions. so that's a real double whammy for them low returns mm. on the premiums they're investing mm. on your behalf because they, they really are told where to invest aren't mm. they so that's it's got to right. be mm. you know fixed interest which you're getting nothing for and this sort of these class actions. That's right, that's coming through. Exactly. business continuity. Exactly. Be massive. Mm. Okay, all right. Um, so, uh, Clint, keep away from IAG by the sound of it. Yeah. Um, Jean-Bé here wants a view on Batcorp. We're com uh, continuing the automotive theme here after, after uh, PWR. Uh, they're in the car parts basically in service business, aren't they? That's right. So they're doing pretty well at the moment. So yeah. there's a, a bit more people using their cars and the like. So business has come back quite strongly after the uh, the COVID um, disruption, COVID period. Um, and now because people can't fly, they're driving more. So there's more cars for fixing. Um, so, you know, things going very well. And they're buying um, used cars exactly. more than new cars. <laughs> exactly. Like. That's yeah. right. So, um, so I always compare this company with super cheap. Um, so this one obviously is much better run. Um, and but it's much more expensive compared to super cheap, super retail right. group um, yeah, and uh, double the earning multiple but it's got slightly yeah. higher growth um, super retail at the moment is in the sweet spot which I do prefer to Babcock at this point right. because they've got that outdoor exposure uh, a lot of people going camping and everything so they sell to all of that much yeah. simpler business it's on you know mid teens sort of earnings multiple very cheap you expect earnings upgrade at the AGM that's coming um, Babcock probably will have upgrade too it's just that feels super cheap it's much cheaper cheaper. Right. Um, Babcor, um, over the long term, there might be some structural issue just simply because mm. there's less car parts, you know, mm. with the EV and everything, but that's yeah. much longer term right. sort of thing. Well-run business. Right. So a It's no, a hold for me. A hold, mm. right. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, I look, it's it's a no from me. I mean, it, that that share price says it all. I probably got it wrong uh, a long time ago. <laughs> but I really just I, I I prefer the super cheap side mm. of things, and I like that defensive earnings with outdoor boating, camping, fishing, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. I really like that. I think that that rebels in super retail. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. Rebels so you yeah. know, that's that diversification of earnings, especially yeah. when you know. But that 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 whole sort of sector of secondhand cars, those kinds of things, it makes sense. It does. Yeah. It makes sense. But you know how many windscreen wipers can you sell? So um, I think it's it's a, it's a bit tough. Where it is, I'd probably sell it. To be honest, I think I'd okay. take some profit up here. Um, you know, it's now at five year or well, there you oh, go. Wow. You yeah. know, so I probably unless it started really going from here, I'd be taking some profits. Okay. Um, you would have been hurting March twenty third. And now you're back to sort of 2018 highs. So I, I would definitely take okay. some Maybe that. wait for the AGM because they are going to have really strong trading updates mm. for these right. retailers. So, so wait for AGM. that could be a kick up. Yeah, absolutely. And for a short period of time. Yeah, yeah okay. like a few hours, maybe. All right. Well, because you've been so mean on Batcorp, that goes out of the cause portfolio. And, and, <laughs> oh, no. and we can't hold off until no, the end that's of What about Supercheap? That's cheap. a good sell. That's yeah, a that's good, good sell. sell. Good yeah. sell, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Take some profits. Put the absolutely. profit away. Yeah. All right. Our finance, <laughs> our last stock, should never come into it. And that's why um, none of our experts, experts look at the call por, por, the calls portfolio because things change all the time and you've got to bank your cash. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's a really important part of, of investing. Um, all right. Uh, Mick has suggested our last stock, uh, Monash uh, IVF. It's in the, uh, the fer fertility um, reproductive area. Uh, in Australia and also in parts of Asia as well. Mm. Um, I didn't realise um, it's a really competitive sector. Very so competitive. Very competitive. Uh, this IVF area with a number of stocks listed. Well, because you've also got the the emotional demand from these yep. people that have tried for many years, and it's sad, but tried for many years to, to, to get pregnant and then all of a sudden not being able to. And yep. Then you know, I think it's thirty grand a pop or something like that to go into these more. things more. Yeah. So um, you know, as a business model, it actually looks good. You know, high margin. You know, sort of. But as an investment, I, it's it's something that I've struggled with for a long time, yeah. and and rightly so, stayed away from it. Uh, I, I think you know that they are. It's, it's it's a lot of money and people pay it but you know um, the other side of it is is that it really it is um, a tough business to, to sort of quantify so yeah, yeah it's it's a no for and me because we had one of the calls experts a couple of weeks ago we looked at this and and knew the business really well and saying as hard as it is to believe there's a bit of a price war going mm. on amongst all these I, right. IVF clinics. So margins are being squeezed, yeah. Yeah. something like that. I uh, absolutely. No um, I've followed this sector since uh, when Virtus first listed. That was the yeah. first one they ah, listed. Right. Yeah. And it was showing great margins. And Virtus charged full price initially. It was like thirty to $50,000 um, yeah. each try. And uh, um, and then what we saw is that, you know, um, Monash listed and then primary, uh, well, primary healthcare, um, yeah. they uh, through their clinic, they said, you know what, we can do bulk billing for most of those services so you look at that five-year chart to back up what you're saying <laughs> exactly by you know back 2016 start of 17 mm. um 
almost two dollars fifty. That's when the margins started were shrinking. Big. They halved oh, yeah. almost. And yeah. if you look at what Primary has done initially at the beginning, doctors said, "Oh, these are special specialists. They will never go work for a Primary because yeah. Primary has a reputation for paying doctors." very little and the like, but you have high volume, high right. throughput. Um, and they managed to get a lot of specialist doctors primary and it's been incredibly successful for yeah. them yeah. Um, yeah. at very low margin. Um, and you know, and so that's one aspect of that industry is that the margin is coming down and it's become more commoditized. And right. secondly, this business is very much like, a, to me, it's like a retailer of the healthcare because people don't, to make a decision of having a baby is a big decision. Yep. If they feel um, fearful for their jobs in the next 12 months or so, they're not mm. going to have a ch mm. child. Mm. Um, so, you know, so it's extremely economic sensitive and it takes a very long time, even after economic activity pick up before people make those decisions. So, yeah, so it's very, very sensitive. So we've seen it so many times. This sector actually has been listed for quite some time. Mm. We've seen a few cycles. Yeah, Whenever yeah. there's consumer weakness, consumer confidence weakness, people start going to those clinics um, and they will experience 12 months of weak numbers. Right. So right now they're going through a bit of uh, you know, good period because the lockdown meant people who already scheduled in couldn't go in. So yeah. at the moment, picking out quite strongly. But again, you know, if people feel nervous about their unemployment. So the budget yeah. government predicting what six, seven percent unemployment rate. Yeah. So these yeah. people that might lose their job, um, they are not going to <laughs> have a baby. Well, they yeah. might have tried it once, but they're not going to try, try it again. Twice, or might you might try times, primary, four but times, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, uh, it's so much money. It really so, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're getting a squeezing of the margins mm. and maybe a fall off in demand because of the economy. That's right. Forward. So it's extremely sensitive to economic activity. So right. um, to me, it's very cheap, but I, I tend to avoid this sector. It's too cyclical. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Great advice there. Uh, let's recap our uh, final five stocks. Uh, James Hardy, uh, sorry, Janice Henderson, um, a hold from Adam, a no from... Uh, uh, from Jumbay, if, if Janice got down to that $40 mark, um, maybe worth a look. Uh, James Hardy, a yes from both um, Adam and Jumbay. IAG, um, avoid at all costs by the sound of it. Um, <laughs> even though it's really cheap at five-year lows, there's a reason why it's cheap. Uh, Babcorp, a no from Adam, a hold from uh, Jumbay and uh, Monash IVF. Both a no. So from today's uh, call, Magellan was already... Uh, in the calls portfolio, so it stays there. Uh, Transurban, I think, was already in it as well. So, no, it wasn't. So, it goes um, into the calls portfolio. James Hardy, I think, was there as well. No, it wasn't. Uh, Godamu's the keeper of the call, uh, calls portfolio. Outside the studio there, just shakes his head or nods at me. Um, so, um, James Hardy goes in. Babcorp uh, comes Take out of the portfolio. Yeah. Exactly, takes take some, some profits. profits. Why not? You've, you've done pretty well going up. Uh, Adam Dawes from Sherwin Partners, good to see you. I yes. think you're back for the last call. Yes, this absolutely. I wouldn't, wouldn't miss it for the world. Yep, I'm excited. <laughs> Jumbay Lou from uh, Tribeca, good to see you. Great uh, to you're going to keep working. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep working. Adam is <laughs> going to do all my drinking. So, <laughs> Great to have you here. Have a good Great weekend. Thank you. Uh, that's our show for today. If you've got any stocks you'd like us to look at, uh, flick us an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. Uh, a reminder, if you want to look at all the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And for our Facebook and Twitter viewers at the moment, Continue watching us on our website, osbiz.com.au, 
or download the iOS app and you can, um, you can get all of everything that's happening on Ausbiz right throughout the day, five days a week. Um, if you're looking for your next unlisted um, investment, tune in to the Startup Daily Show between two and three every afternoon. Um, we talk to founders seeking capital and the latest in the startup venture capital area. Um, today we're joined by resident pitch doctor Cheryl Mack from Stone and Chalk as she gives her opinion on startup pitch decks uh, to help you improve investor outcomes. That's coming up on the Startup Daily Show. And coming up on the Pulse, uh, Parenti impressed shareholders yesterday as it updated the markets on its successful debt refinancing, noting that the refinancing placed the company in strong liquidity position. CFO Peter Bright will be joining us just after the break here on Ausbiz to take us through it all. So a lot happening between now and the end of the trading day. Enjoy. Thank you.